Hi, it's Paul Clifford from Disruptware, and today I'm going to be talking about how to name your product or even company, but essentially it's all about naming, so watch this. Okay, so firstly, let's just cover some base uh, ground rules. You know, all we're talking about today is names, okay? Not necessarily the brand, even though some people obviously connect them because they are aligned, but branding is also a whole different conversation. All right, so today we just want to talk about the name, okay? Um, and, you know, firstly, don't go crazy about finding a name. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, a lot of people go spend weeks on this thing, all right? And they do surveys, you know, they go and uh, run contests and, and spend lots of money on a branding agency and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, you could do that, but it's not that important in the big scheme of things. What is important is your product, okay? And that's where you should be focusing uh, your money and your time just on that piece, okay? So, Forget about um, spending weeks and weeks on the actual name and just follow, you know, some basic rules. And that's what I'm going to cover, you know, today. So first of all, domains, okay? Your domains uh, for your name, whenever you're checking your, na your name, you need to make sure all the main domains are available, okay? So don't just get the .com. If someone else has got a .net, .org, you know, abandon the name. Just don't do it. You need to, once you've chosen a name and it works, you need to buy all the primary domains, okay, available. You know, it's going to cost you like an extra 50 bucks or something. But, you know, that 50 bucks is going to save you, you know, uh, anyone else jumping on your brand, piggybacking it, grabbing it, and then trying to bribe you to get to get it back. I mean, it's just a nightmare, okay? So always get your .com, your .net, your .org, uh, your .io, your co-UK, uh, maybe, you know, Australia, you know, depending on how global you want to get. Um, but, you know, just buy all the primary domains, whatever you do, okay? Protect your brand. Okay, number two, don't be a guru, okay? So you might have seen them, but, you know, don't use words in your brand like ninja, guru, beast, hijack, auto this, auto that, bot, um, you know, blaster, explosion, tsunami, all those kind of words, don't go there. It cheapens your brand, okay? Anyone who sees that, you know, they're just not interested, all right? Or they are interested, but they're interested for the wrong reasons. So, you know, don't do that. The closest I might go is Crusher. You know, I use Crusher in one of my products um, only because it was on the piggybacking of Gary Vaynerchuk came out with this great book called Crush It, you know, and uh, it tied in quite nicely. So, but that's where it ends, all right? Don't do it. Okay, so number three, trademarks. Pay attention to trademarks, okay? Never, ever use someone else's brand in your domain name. Um, it, you know, you might think it might be cool to start with, but it's a big mistake, all right? Because if you do get some traction, you get some customers, and you get a cease and desist letter, it's all over. You've got to redo everything. You've got to rebrand, re redo your site, and uh, it's just a mess, all right? So just don't do it. Trademarks are there for a reason. Um, and also don't sort of play on a misinterpretation of someone else's brand as well, okay? It might seem kind of cool to start with, but, you know, it won't work in the long term. All right. If you get this bit right from the start, then you'd never have to worry about it again. Okay. Um, okay. So number four, uh, different types of names. All right. So let's just look dig in a bit. So there's two fundamental different types of names that you can use. There's a descriptive name. Okay, which kind of describes obviously what your product does. So things like Toys R Us 
is a descriptive name, okay, because it tells you that it's something to do with toys, okay, and RS, everything to do with that. Um, Ryan Hoover recently launched a product called Product Hunt, okay, uh, Communities Product Hunt, okay, it makes sense. Um, so th- that's one tactic. Never use a descriptive name for your company, though, okay, because it limits your scope. So, for example, you know, if you created a company called Acme Web Design, then, you know, as you grow, all you can really do or what you're known for is web design, right? Um, so if you decide to get into software or something, then, you know, the, the two, you know, the, there's no synergy between the two. So, you know, don't use a descriptive name for your company, okay? Keep that more abstract. So descriptive names or you know, what I call invented names or abstract names. Okay, so these are things like, you know, Oreo, uh, Vero, Crazy Egg, uh, Aria. Aria is the name of a really smart hotel in Vegas. Um, and it was, it came up with a, a branding agency actually called Igor. Um, and Igor, I'll put a link at the bottom of this video, but Igor are quite a successful branding agency and they publish a really good PDF on you know developing your brand name so i'll put that below so you can actually study that um, but it's really really good so so you've got descriptive names you've got invented names you can combine them do something in between uh something like evernote did okay um or kiss metrics okay um but you know those are the key things you need to think about so descriptive names or abstract names all right i kind of like abstract names but you know that's what you need to work out yourself so next thing, number five, is, you know, the two-word combo, okay? So the two-word combo and letter-switch strategy. Now, this is where, you know, a lot of people struggle. Um, and, and, you know, you'll find, obviously, we're in a quite mature market. Um, finding the unique name nowadays is just getting harder and harder. Um, but here's some little tricks that you can do. Firstly, um, make sure that whatever name you come up with is easy to communicate, Okay, so you don't really want to be spelling out names to people. Yeah, so if you have to spell it out, um, then it's not a name to go for. But what you can do is do one letter switch. So, you know, for example, if you did uh, content and, you know, content but with a K. Okay, so you can say it's content but with a K. Okay, you know, that, that, that's okay and that's as far as you can go. But, you know, don't go any further than that. And, you know, once you have to spell out double L or one L and all that sort of stuff, it's just not going to work. Um, make sure it's easy to pronounce. Make sure it's unique and not too similar to someone else. Um, and, you know, two-word combos are things like where you could put, you know, whatever your purpose is. So let's say you're, you're creating an editor program and... You come up with all the words connected with editor, like note, write, um, scribe. And then what you can do is put adjectives around those. Okay, so if you've got note, um, then you can call it cool note or avid. Avid's a good, good name, avid note. And avid note is actually available, by the way. Um, and, you know, a good uh, tool for helping you develop those is a tool called impossibility.org. And again, I'll put the link below, but impossibility.org, it does that. It enables you to put in one word and it will wrap it around different, you know, wrap adjectives and nouns, you know, around that word. Um, so you can come up with some really cool names and obviously it will check with the domains available as well. Okay, the character switch method um, is, you know, as I said, where you can change a C to a K, um, change, change an S to uh, a Z or a Z, so wings becomes wingsy. Uh, lift, you know, the, the car company. 
Germany um, is instead of L-I-F-T, it, they switched the I to a Y. So it's L-Y-F-T. Okay, so, you know, that's the letter switch strategy. Um, another one to look at is what I, is, is the foreign word strategy, okay? And foreign words, you know, can be real winners. So this is where you can, you know, use Google Translate, for example, and try and find a foreign word that's loosely connected with yours, okay? So it has some reason for being. Um, and, you know, you'll find that you can come up with some really cool names like that. So, you know, if you look at things like Hulu, Hulu's the online video service, and that sort of came from the Mandarin, you know, meaning to sort of, you know, have precious things and, uh, and also interactive recording. Okay, so it has like two meanings, but all makes sense to Hulu, which is an online video, you know, uh, broadcasting uh, service. Um, Finnish is quite a good language to use. They, they have some quite pronounceable names that make sense and roll off the tongue. Swahili is not bad, so you can use Swahili as well. One of my products, my content marketing product called Kudani, uh, came from that. So uh, Kudani is loosely translated from Swahili, meaning to imagine or to invent. Okay, so that's how I came up with that. Greek and Latin are, are always favorites. Um, the only hard bit about that is, you know, they've been around a long time, and there's a lot of names that all come from Greek and Latin. So, you know, it's quite difficult to come up with something unique, you know, from those languages. Okay, so number seven now, domain hacks. Now, uh, domain hacks are, or are, were quite cool. Okay, a domain hack is where you can use the suffix of a domain, so the country part of a domain, to finish a word. So, for example, um, bit.ly, you know, so bit.ly was spelled B-I-T dot L-Y, and L-Y was the country extension Libya, okay? Um, but to be honest, I don't think you should go down that road. You know, it starts off as quite cool, but the thing is about using an ex another country's extension is that country owns that extension and they can they have the power okay to change things and things change okay relationships with other countries change um, you know the, only last me last month we we were in Russia for the Olympics you know and now there's the sanctions and everything going on so you know things change very very quickly and I wouldn't want to rely on another country um, for my business. Okay, so and Bitly had this, so um, Bitly renamed to Bitly in 2011, and it's probably I don't know the history, but it's probably on the back of Vibly. So Vibly was another shortener, Vb.ly, and Vibly shortened uh, links to some porn sites, and Libby didn't like it, and they killed it. Okay, so that, then that whole business got killed overnight. Um, a lot of people think it's actually to do with just economic reasons, you know, rather than uh, the porn reason. But, you know, whatever. The, the fact is that it's out of your control. Okay, you have no control over that. Other examples um, of domain extensions are .st for Sao Tome, .pt for Portugal. I mean, there, there are loads of them. Um, and so, you know, domain hacks, they're quite cool but I wouldn't risk it. I'll try and stay with a whole word at the front end of my domain extension. And, you know, you will find one, okay? You just got to, you know, get into it and use these tools that I'm recommending uh, to find really cool names. Okay, so, um, of course, the last thing is trademark, okay? You know, make sure you trademark your domain. It sounds a bit obvious, of course, you know, but 
Um, one of the real reasons for trademarking domain is not just to protect your brand from, you know, the big corporate lawsuit or anything like that. What, what it's really useful for is when you get other sites that pop up and start talking about your company. And if you don't like what they're saying, it's a lot easier for you to go to Google or Facebook or whatever to get those sites removed or those pages removed or to create a complaint if you've got a trademark number because then you can say that it's infringing on your trademark. So it actually puts you in a more powerful position to do something about it without having to spend lots of money going to a lawyer, okay? So, you know, that's it um, for trademark. So, you know, now you've got all this, um, you know, you can go and create your logo. I'm going to create a post all about logo hacking. Don't go out and spend thousands of dollars on the designer. You don't need to. All right. You can get a logo up and running, you know, very, very cheaply. But, you know, that's it for today on domains. Uh, I hope you found that really, really useful. Leave your comments below. Let me know what you think. And if you have any other ideas or any other sites for creating domain names, then please let me know. So this is Paul from Disruptware. Thank you.